0: you might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people and see if they could become something more. The battles that we never Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast with a discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co host, Chris Bruffett. How are we doing today, Chris?
1: Still recovering from Lone Star Open, Jesse, but what a great time we had. I'm doing wonderful. I'm feeling great, refreshed, rejuvenated, very hyped on Marvel Crisis
0: Protocol. How are you? Very much the same. We had a really good trip and we're going to cover it all today. I mean, we got a good amount of high level competitive games in. Not really much more I can ask for than that. It is one of the premier events of the entire South every year. So not only for our game, but many other games. So it's always a treat to show up and witness that essentially.
1: Oh yeah. Just a massive 40k players. It was cool to see all those massive
0: well-painted armies. Dude. Yeah. Legion has this insane Mm -hmm. event every year. So great many great attendance. boards over there, too. Dude, always, right? I love it. Before we get into all of our topics today, about our lists, how we did, and our tournament report, there's a little bit of news, Chris, that we want to cover real quick, which is very exciting. Atomic Mass Games, on their latest transmission, so worth mentioning here for us, they did a blog about the studio as a whole, kind of a peek behind the curtain, per se, and also some of the planned things they have as a company around Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Star Wars properties coming up, which is very exciting. Not reveals, but dates, right? Where they're going to be giving lots of reveals, which is very exciting. So they did announce something Chris and I have been hoping they've announced for some time. They're going to have a mini announcement stream for MCP specifically ahead of Gen Con on August 2nd at 9 a.m. PST at their twitch.tv slash games. I have no idea what this is going to be but I'm very excited to see what it is. Maybe this will herald in some sort of pictures or something like that in at Gen Con. You know what I mean? Maybe this is like the preview before the preview or something like that.
1: Announce an announcement to announce the announcement. It very yep. well could be. It also, I'm kind of hoping that it is the big announcement of whatever sort they've got planned and that they're going to say that, you know, we're going to do this thing, whatever it may be, and it's available for purchase at Gen Con. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. Or at least available to play with at Gen Con maybe. I don't know. Something like that.
0: That'd be pretty incredible, right?
1: That's I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. We will see how it ends up. I don't really feel like speculating on what the announcement is because no. I've got enough of that going on in the group chats. I don't
0: I don't need to spread it here to the to the masses. Yeah, there's plenty of <laughs> AMG content that we're clamoring for every day right now, so two properties that we have a city for in particular <laughs> being Marvel and Star Wars. So we're just going to see, and we'll obviously cover in our next episode, which is very exciting. But I do like in this blog, Chris, they continued on, I think to quell some of the negativity and some of the community, um, not our community here, thank goodness, but you know, the greater community at large. And they did answer the question, why have there been so many Star Wars Shadowpoint announcements and reveals and posts compared to other game lines in the AMG game line? It's pretty obvious. This thing we've always said, <laughs> yeah. But it's a, they actually they had to spell it out for people.
1: <laughs> I mean, we nerds are a, a very interesting bunch. But yeah, man, it's a brand new game, new kid on the block. Just like MCP, they have to establish a range of models. They have to establish a line of models, not just a core set for five months. You know, that's the, that's how you get a dead game real fast.
0: Absolutely. And like, this has been a nice lull for MCP because the meta is kind of settled. People are getting caught up on their models. Yeah. We know stuff's coming later in the year and the spring that's going to be insane. They've, they've said as such. So it's like, clearly this is Shatterpoint's newborn state and Mm -hmm. limelight that it deserves. And it's clearly it's going to shift. Cause I mean, look at the first year of MCP, how break it was, it was nuts. Honestly, the first two and a half years. Yes. Really. <laughs> so the fact that we're coming up on year four, it's, it's kind of nuts. They, I mean,
1: there was, there was a few months stretch there where it felt like there was a meta defining model every week.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it six was models wild, a month, right? Yeah. Like, so get, I, I do not miss
1: that. I do not right. miss that.
0: I do find it very cool too. They, you know, they mentioned other stuff about other games, X-Wing and Armada and thing, which is, which is great. And Legion. So they kind of covered a lot of questions people had. But additionally, they also answered a lot of questions about organized play, random rules interactions, all this stuff. But most importantly, they locked down the dates for mini Stravaganza 2023. And what's exciting about this, Chris, is we got this pre-Gen Con mini reveal. They've they've specifically said it's a mini reveal. So that that gives credence to me that they're giving us a little bit of something to keep people yeah. happy. But then really mid-September, the 14th, 15th, and 16th of September is when they're going to do their full-on, our favorite time of the year, mini-stravaganza, where they really oh, announce a lot of stuff.
1: I guess I was mistaken, but I was under the impression that many extravaganzas were gone. I thought that's what we had kind of talked about at Adepticon. So it is interesting that they're going back to that format, which uh, it's a format I really like. Me too. And I will be prepared to podcast at any point during those days. We're going to have to be on guard. Absolutely. Oh, I
0: love I love emergency podcast season. It's the best. I know you do. Yeah. it's It's really fun. Certainly recording. It's a little bit more stressful on the production side of things yeah you got to get it out quick huh we want to get it out at our quality level to you guys as quick as we can which are two things at odds with each other but yeah chris it seems like that we're kind of meeting the midpoint with mini stravaganza maybe we just interpreted it wrong when at but yeah that's what it feels like i do think they kind of did say what it ends up looking like now which is originally we'd have two or three mini stravaganza event type events a year Seems like it's going down to one straight up, which is just going to be their annual fall one. And then we're going to get little nuggets of mini stravaganzas at Adepticon and Gen Con maybe. And that's that's
1: good. Maybe Adepticon stays relatively large their first half of the year stuff. And then you know September mini stravaganza post Gen Con.
0: I'm okay with that schedule. Yeah, I, I am too. I'm really excited about it. And it seems like we're going to clear our calendars and talk a lot of mini stravaganza hopefully reveals with you guys in mid-september when we get that information but that's it for the news today chris and we've got to move on to our sponsors because we have some people to thank
1: fury's finest is supported by mr laser go to mr-laser.square.site for all Of your Marvel Crisis
0: Protocol needs. Furious Finest is also supported by iWarGame. iWarGame makes our favorite mats in the MCP business for your games of Marvel Crisis Protocol, and they are marked. We highly recommend checking them out at iWarGame.com net of course we cannot do the show without our patrons our patrons make this show happen by supporting us at patreon.com slash finest if you enjoy our show it brings value to your life anyway and you want to join our join our private discord community and help try to support us check out the patreon tiers we take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support and of course most importantly of all that as guardian tier it up you not only get all your patreon benefits discord shout out all that stuff but you get additional podcast feed Furies finest with after dark episodes
1: this week we want to send a very special shout out to kevin
0: what's up kevin thank you kevin couple kevin's
1: i always love a good kevin man and as always we got to thank the avenger producers these are the guys that keep the lights on they make it happen every week we got to send a, a just a very special shout out to them and that's
0: rusty rich pooyan and sean thank you avengers All right, Chris, let's get into our Lone Star Open 2023 discussion and battle reports. So Chris, starting out with the beginning, we traveled to the con, similar to Warfare Weekend last fall. We traveled together, we roomed together, really nice hotel, the hotel and conference center that holds the Lone Star Open every year, and just north of Dallas. Easy drive down from Tulsa, great drive.
1: Got a lot of good chats in, some good theory crafting, just talked about our lists, talked about some specific scenarios. But unfortunately for me, we didn't cover the scenario I needed to talk about, but we'll get there in game two.
0: We will get there. <laughs> and you and I did cover one scenario that was a blind spot for you, which I'm really happy about. Some practice, at least. Yeah, turn we did. zero stuff.
1: Hey, it worked out pretty well. I was not too upset with
0: my play this this tournament. Very good. You know, we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, shout out to our other Tulsa members. And we did get a finally a community name for our Tulsa team and city community. Chris, do you want to unveil that? Well, it's the
1: T-Town Thunderbolts, of course. We are proudly serving Mayor Fisk and keeping the superheroes from displaying their powers and causing more wanton destruction so heroes it's time for you to come to justice the t-town thunderbolts are here to deliver
0: that was my inspiring monologue it's very inspiring villain monologue yeah but Mm -hmm. we now we have a tulsa community which is very exciting for our competitive players that like to travel around to other events and stuff the great part of that is if you part of a community like that and to see that they know that people carpooled and they try their very best not pair people around one which is absolutely incredible it's helpful It's very helpful because, you know, there's nothing tougher than when you carpool and uh, get someone round one. You know, after round one, all bets are off. Nature of the Swiss format and the standings. But round one, not having, having it as a guarantee is really nice. So we got there Friday evening and we got settled in and games were scheduled to start early Saturday morning around 8.30 a.m. And we were going to have, in this format, per Lone Star Open and Frontline Gaming running this event, the intention was to get three rounds on day one and two to three rounds on day two, depending on, of course, standings and undefeateds, et cetera. Frontline Gaming's kind of forte with all this, which I absolutely love, is you know, even if you don't make the top cut at the end of day one, they guarantee that you're going to get at least five games. And I do really appreciate that. Uh, It's a lot of value, especially for how competitive this event is. And, you know, you just get your games in too. So it's, it's a win-win. And, uh, you know, while we're here, Chris, let's give a, thank you. I was, I was going
1: to, I was going to do this. Yeah. uh, If you didn't, but you let it in, you you set it up here. We want to send a very big shout out and a very big thank you. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I know I speak for Jesse here as well. And all the attendees of this Lone Star Open a big shout out and thank you to the TO Justice. He did awesome. It was incredible to watch him work. It was incredible chatting with him outside of the tournament, getting to know him a little bit, finding some common, some things in common and making a new friend. And big shout out, dude. You were awesome and you absolutely killed this
0: tournament. That's 2-0 now for Justice for this event. He, of course, TO'd last year, the event that I got to take the title last year, which was very exciting. And Justice was... The nicest, but also most fair and clear judge I've ever dealt with. Yeah, man, you know? that's the best combo.
1: Th- there was no, there was no intent. It was just this is how it is, and I'm sorry about it. And it was all handled with, all handled with a smile and uh, without ruffling feathers. It's a very hard, you
0: know, it's a very narrow line to to kind of straddle there. And he did a great job. Absolutely, and you know, big shout out to him because I know he's got full family and he commutes from New Orleans every year to this event. So, I mean, if it's unclear, these frontline gaming events are volunteer basis events. And so, Justice took his time, his money and his energy to commute down to Dallas and run this event for us. And let's talk about the event real quick, Chris, before we get into our list. So, an unfortunate real life thing that happened was, you know, last year we were right under 25 players. This year we had around 30 players, but a lot of people... Had to cancel last minute due to life events, sickness, and other things. And so the event ended up being 20 players, and which is interesting because a couple days leading up to the event, it was sold out. And I think Frontline Gaming might have sold it out at 32 players, maybe. Yeah. Typical with these kind of large cons that aren't huge, where it's like, okay, every game goes up to a certain number, you know, and that's kind of where it stops. I'm Legion capped out, 40k capped out, X-Wing capped out. Not sure about Armada and Middle Earth, but it's like all these games are capped out because they only have so much table space. Right. So in doing that, you know, it's kind of tough because if you are capped at 32 players and you lose 10 players in the last week or two, there's no perfect system because maybe there was five or ten other players that weren't in that number that tried to buy a ticket in the last couple of weeks and they saw it was sold out. It's just tough. It's just tough to do. It's tough. We've experienced this as people who have run events. I've experienced this a lot, and it's it's really tough to know how much space you're going to have and how much you're going to sell and where the happy point is. You know, and I, I feel for the event. Coordinators too. It's a player thing and an event coordinator thing, and uh, you know I think it just get better every year. But you know it it was an unfortunate thing that happened this year, and but it's also part of life with these tournaments. So
1: well, it's not all bad news here because now we are left with a twenty player pool of I think we had one new player, we had nineteen well practiced MCP veterans, uh, ranging in skill levels from you know you, Zach nathan to me and <laughs> it was good man um Wide the, game, competition, the of
0: players yeah
1: the competition was awesome the representation of affiliations was pretty good i think the representations of models was pretty good i mean obviously we had a bunch of guardians but you're gonna have a bunch of guardians at any event right now and that's
0: okay yeah they're having their day in the sun yeah of course we'll continue to let them have their day yeah it is what it is chris and it That one new player was a Guardians player who had played a decent amount of games. So, I mean, even our newest player, like, had played some games, you know. And he was a fun opponent, too. Really, really good dude. You brought up a good point, Chris. Let's talk real quick about what this event kind of looked like, which I think is really fun what teams were there and stuff like that. So not everyone put in their list with an SBT code. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to go through the actual 20 players and tell you what everybody played. Because, you know, if you don't have SBT codes, it's not exactly accurate on everything. So the best way for me to go through is just go through and tell you what everyone played. There were a lot of guardians yes. at this event. So I'm not going to run down everybody's names. I'm just going to run down what we had. So we had two Wakandan players. We had five. Five. Guardian players. We had two Criminal Syndicate players, one Shield player, two Hellfire players, one Brotherhood player, one X Men player, two Spider Foes, one Web Warrior, one Hydra, one Weapon X, and one Avenger. We also had our dear friend Kyle, of course, playing Cabal and Winterguard. We'll get to that later. And then I did mention two Wakandan players. One of those Wakandan players also had an Avengers flex in his list. So all that said and done, yes, guardians were very dominant. 20 players, five out of 20 players. That's 25% of the field. Turns out there's a high chance you could play them. Turns out I ended up playing mathematically a high amount (laughs) of guardians. I played three out of five. Same madness, right? Yeah. Just tough for us, but we'll get to that. And, but I think this is a really good representation of the meta at this moment. And, you know, It does show the power of the Guardians right now because, and and the follow me change, less cabal than I was expecting, less criminals than I was expecting. There's just a couple things that are interesting, but I think everything else, like the outliers are like, okay, outliers, like one hellfire, one shield, two spider foes, one hydra, one weapon X. Those make more sense, especially in a 20 person tournament. I don't know. I think some of the other numbers are a little bit different, but I'm really happy with this representation. I I think I made for a really interesting tournament. It was
1: fun. It was good. Like I said, I expected that many Guardians players. I was really happy with the spread of everything else. So Perfect.
0: Well, Chris, before we get into our battle reports real quick, let's cover our list starting with yours. Great. I already alluded that you played Weapon X and this is something we've talked about in the After Dark a lot. So let's talk about your Weapon X list.
1: Let's do it. I will begin with my Weapon X affiliated characters. I'm running Logan the Wolverine, Sabretooth, apex predator x-23 domino and everybody's favorite the honey badger those are my weapon x affiliated characters now my splashes psylocke no surprise beta ray bill no surprise crimson dynamo
0: no surprise
1: yeah i know pyro and here's the ones here's the one surprise and unfortunately not no spoilers no real big spoilers here but minor spoiler
0: uh he didn't hit the table and that is Uh. sentinel prime mark four Mr. Prime, we love him. Yeah, I love that he was on your list as well. Awesome. Well, let's cover your Team Tactics cards real quick.
1: Absolutely. So, of course, my leadership is wrapped up in a Team Tactics cards. And that is, are you sure you want to remember? The other Weapon X card I brought is Dossier, which was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. My Restricteds are Patch Up and Brace. And past that, I'm running Exceptional Healing because I have a ton of Healing Factor. Crimson Dawn, of course, it is staple to Psylocke as far as I'm concerned. Recal, March for Death, Wolverines, and Kick Them kick them While They're Down.
0: All great cards, Chris. Uh, nothing really super shocking here except Wolverines, which is not shocking. You and I kind of saying that the praises of this card, especially on like a Gamma or a Scoundrels or something like that, right? Like, I'm, I love
1: it. Talking about that card is making me sad. We will get there. It okay. will... It, I, it, it, it will all become clear when we talk about my round 1 game. So, okay. let's go on to my secures. I'm running I ran Infinity Formula, Extremis, and Scoundrels. For my extracts, I ran Fear Grips, Hammers of course, Paranoia,
0: and Struggle for the Cube continues. Yeah, I'm very happy with this list, Chris. We've we've really we've worked on this for a while and I really like these crises and team packs cards in particular. They're just so cool.
1: We will get to it at the at the final wrap up or whatever, but after playing some really good players from outside of my meta, you know, new to me players, I, I've I really feel like I have leveled up in my weapon X play after this weekend. Uh, I feel by the end of the tournament, I was playing a much better brand of MCP
0: than I was in on day one. That's how we go to these events. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's I I went here to get better. Yes.
0: And I did. Incredible. Well, I'll cover my list real quick. Of course I alluded to, I was not repping my title from last year with X-Men number one, trying stuff out, and number two, due to time. I think it's something Chris and I have talked about in a lot of recent episodes. We, Oh, my gosh. Our life has been kind of insane lately for us. Um, we've really dug deep into this in the After Dark feed because that is our more personal feed. And unfortunately, games haven't happened, so I followed the Jesse rule, which I think is always a good rule to follow. Just play what you've been playing lately. Play what you know. I do know X-Men really well. We know that, but I haven't been playing it recently. I didn't check both boxes and I I just wasn't comfortable with that. And also you guys know, I like to try to win games and do well with rosters that I think are really fun and that people maybe deem are a little less strong. (laughs) That was actually the case with X-Men last year at this given time, uh, though that's changed so hellfire was perfect for me and you know i've had a really good run with hellfire so it made a lot of sense just to keep it going similar to chris i probably will keep hellfire going for a little bit longer before i shift gears back to x-men which is very exciting but let's talk about my list real quick of course i've got miss emma frost because you have to run miss emma to have your leadership i have a bunch of tanky characters in this list that kind of make up my list i have beta ray bill lizard hulk juggernaut Sabretooth. Iron Man, and then the last couple models are pretty simple, but I'll explain them throughout the tournament as we go. I've got Mystique, Toad, and Crimson Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo is a really late edition. I really didn't want them in the list because I there's models I've run the spot that are just way more fun and I think really yeah. effective. I've played I-Hulk in the spot. I have played logan in this spot of course you guys know i love Ulik in this spot i've also played rhino in the spot there's so many great characters you can play in this final spot but unfortunately i knew that guardians are top in the meta right now and i probably need to have a guardians tool on my tool belt and i'm happy that i brought him though i don't think i played him as much as i would have liked you know you just never know what your matchups are going to be what your missions are going to be but i stand by any of his models i said are good in the spot as well as dynamo it's, it's really what you absolutely. want. absolutely he's just not exciting right now it's just yeah, not exciting he's just good yeah. Yeah, and he's really good in hellfire, especially if he has an average that. average dice rolling game because then he's got a little bit of healing factor on top of his average play, which is already yep. really strong. I think the guy is nuts in this current meta, and I think you should just be playing him because we're an attrition meta and he helps he helps even out that a little bit for you. Absolutely. But continuing on with my team tactics cards, of course, just like I need Miss Emma as my first element of my team, I need my Hellfire Club because I'm also running a leadership that's a card like Chris. We go to my restrictives, which are Brace and Patch Up. And then, of course, one of my favorite cards in the game, Fall Back, followed by Exceptional Healing. Then Recalibration Matrix. Do you know who I am? Which is Nas card. The Helios Laser for Iron Man. Eyes on the prize and kick them while they're down. Once again, the kick them while we're down. This has been multiple cards, other named cards of characters. You could you could grab a lizard card. Yeah. You could grab, you know, a saber-tooth card. You could grab a, a mark for death or something. It's just whatever. It's flavored to taste. The essentials on my list are hellfire, brace, patch up, fallback, exceptional healing, recal, stuff like that. Things that just give me more defenses. Those are my essentials. And you know, something Chris and I probably run into a lot with these lists. We have one less card than everybody else because of our leadership, right?
1: It's an honest problem. It's yeah.
0: it's tough. It's genuinely tough. With a more fluid leadership comes some issues, and that is having one less card that can help you get out of dodge in bad situations. But closing out my list, I played my normal Hellfire Crises I've come to land on, approaching 40 games with them now that I think works the best for my playstyle. It's Infinity Formula, Superpowered Scoundrels, Cosmic Invasion. Those are the secures. And then the extracts are Cubes, Scrolls, Senators.
1: Oh, Senators. I love it. Turns the game on its head. We need to force it a few times because I need to play it more. Yeah,
0: we certainly will. We will. Now, another cool element on my list, depending on certain threat levels, In certain matchups and or combinations of crises, I can flex to Mystique Brotherhood to make my turn one a little less extract, interact intensive. Say we pull a really wide objective in one of my wide extracts, like Senators, like Baby Cubes or something, or Scrolls. I can play Mystique. I can play that as well, you know, and Mystique, of course, the three threat leader, I don't have deception because it is restricted and that really never was an essential piece of my playstyle. It was a nice tool in my tool belt that is gone. I mean, it,
1: it's an awesome card, even if you're not using it in the kind of more broken ways. Like it's, yeah, it's I just it. incredibly, incredibly good.
0: Yeah. I liked it as a passive in my hand to control my opponent's play. Mm-hmm. And then if my opponent just served up a model on a platter, I was like, well, I guess I have to use it. Yeah. Um, but also I've used it to win games before, like pull someone off and then walk to the point with Mystique late game. I don't think enough people sing the praise of that card late game because you just forget it exists. And oh, yeah. I just scored one more point. Guy's 16. I won. So, Chris, we're going to jump right into our game, starting with round one of you, Chris, of the tournament. So you did mention something up front, which I think was really astute and something I told you for a while on After Dark and in the main feed, I've been worried about for a while, which is, this is the premier event of the South, and typically it is like 30 players. And what does that mean? Some people get it in their heads that like, okay, Adepticon, it's a huge event, right? But there's no prerequisites to go there, right? So your chances of hitting someone of a medium skill or a newer player are higher than someone of a high skill though if you continue to win at epticon the sos stuff you're going to hit the high skill pretty quick yeah three four games in if you're winning it's going to arrive what's tough about a tournament like this you get one or two games in you could play one of these players right at the gate or you one or two games in of wins you're just you're just in the top already you're in the top eight right you just are and it's going to be tough the rest of the tournament and i mentioned this last year when i ran yes. the gauntlet of players yes, you did all one qualifiers who all had tons of points on the LVOIS system and which I didn't know till after the tournament, which maybe helped me, but I did know they were high caliber players nonetheless. So going to this tournament, a lot of players that were at this tournament had already qualified and were a force. And so the chances you're gonna see them are very high right at the gate. So let's get into our round one, starting with you, Chris, and we'll talk about how all these games went.
1: Well, I definitely rolled critical on my first opponent. Uh, round one, I was matched up against Nathan, better known uh, to many as Sooner from the Gamers Guild. Yeah, yes, sir. Big shout out. Uh, excellent opponent, but also just excellent player. Yeah, and uh, really, really cool guy to you know get to talk to a little bit this weekend. It was my first time playing him, so uh, he was running Wakanda, and he did me dirty. Brought out the Hulk Buster.
0: I love it so much.
1: Oh, dude, it was so cool. Uh, it was such a good move. So he had Mbaku. Hulkbuster, uh, of course, Black Panther, Shuri. Uh, He was running the Black Panther leadership. And there was one more three threat I cannot remember. Please forgive me, Nathan. I brought Logan the Wolverine, X-23 as my leader, Domino, Apex, Psylocke, and Honey
0: Badger. It was probably Sam Wilson, Chris.
1: I think it was Sam. It was absolutely Sam Wilson. And I thought that. We ended up playing on... 20 threat on scrolls and super powered scoundrels. And Ooh. I mean, you've alluded to it here, but th- there's, I mean, Sooner's one of the best players in the world. hundred percent.
0: He's easily one of North America's best players, right? And
1: yeah, he's no slouch. He walloped me. Uh, I was, even if I had been in top form, even if I had not had to miss a lot of our game nights, right? he was, he still would have walloped me. I was not prepared for Hulkbuster. I was not prepared for M'Baku and just all the movement he was putting on me,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, you got four extracts and you've got five secures, right? And he's right. Wakanda and he's rotating around and doing the Wakanda stuff.
1: Yeah. He's knocking me off every extract after I activate, uh, which is what you're supposed to do. Hulkbuster takes Domino off the table, I think round two or top of three. And it's just they just ran away with it. And big ups to him. Excellent player. I learned a ton playing against him here. He ended up winning 16 to eight. Oh, I have to mention this. This is the begin the beginning of my, of my day here is two just absolute swings and misses with the card Wolverines. And it makes me so sad. Okay. I should have, I should have brought it this match for sure. Yeah, I should That's, have brought it this matchup. This Wakanda. was the matchup to bring it. I should have brought it. I should have played it top of round two and just parked Wolverine and Wolverine next to each other in the center <laughs> and just let them let them wail on hulkbuster whether they do anything or not see they're not moved yeah see what they roll and they're just gonna sit there and win that point
0: right man what a scene too what a cinematic moment oh
1: i know dude back to back in a
0: hulkbuster they could
1: my dice were off most of this tournament so probably not Mm. but that's neither here nor there dice dice do not determine this game all the time just sometimes
0: oh i've got some dice this oh, I know you do, well. buddy. Lots, but- lots of them, but it's okay. So let's talk about my round one real quick. I played Zarek, who was one of the newer players of this tournament. He said he would played a chunk of games with his brother, and he did mention his brother is a very competitive player. So he said, I do have that going for me. And he had a very meta Guardians list, which was also very scary to me. Uh, so first, I'm like, here I am, round one. We're Mm -hmm. in it, you know, we're in it. We ended up playing Demons and Cubes. And I really, you know, Demons is a really tough matchup for me. As hellfire because i'm my whole intention is to be tanky to survive to rotate around so obviously the incinerates really mess that up and the slow scoring of the demons messes that up it's probably my least favorite objective to play either that or researcher which of course guardians love both yeah. but i was very happy we got cubes because it's one of my favorite extracts so we did play 19 threat and you know our lists were were pretty fun so his list was star lord rocket groot hulk and then he played Bill. And then my list was pretty simple. When it's cubes, I like to go wider. You know, Me too. It makes sense. I played Emma. I played Bill. I played Lizard. And then I had eight threat left. So this is where actually where I brought Dynamo game one, and it really paid dividends because we are playing Demons. He is sitting on yeah. the middle. He hates the Incinerate as well. But if he can beam those Guardians, put out Shocks, and then Disruption Field them.
1: The shocks great against them. It just yeah. is.
0: And then closing on my list, I had Apex. So I've got all these characters that, as the game goes on, they get powered up by the cubes and then they have all sorts of power to spend. It was a crazy game because he did have the hot early game Guardians' Dice. You know, and Guardians are going to have the hot dice at some point in the game. You just got to figure out what it is. Unfortunately, it was early game for me. So I actually had to play fairly defensively at first. I mean, an example of the hot dice, you know, round one, Sabretooth picked up the mid cube, and I'm thinking, Okay, he picked up the mid-cube, but he's well, he's in some cover. A little bit dangerous, but, you know, the most the Guardians can do is, like, Rocket can walk up once and shoot him. And Rocket walked up once, shot him, five damage, round one. And I yeah. know, and I'm like, okay, Sabretooth's going to take happens. another damage from the cube, so he's going to be almost dead top of two. So I ended up playing my patch-up round one. Like, there's a lot of things, like, for, yeah. like, two or three damage off Sabretooth, just a little bit, take it off. And Sabretooth eventually recovered, and that game, he did so much, because... If saves can take that big hit and survive, get away, and then he comes back later with a bunch of power, dude, he can rearrange the board.
1: He did a lot of work for me this weekend as well. Just absolutely. I I have also arrived on something we'll get to in game two.
0: But yeah, this was a this was a scary list because I mean he's playing Star Lord with Rocket and Groot, some of the best models in the game, and then plus Bill and Hulk. So it's like he's just got this powerhouse of a team that can spike me at any moment. So what ended up being is bill controlled hulk as best he could and Sabretooth and lizard eventually invaded on rocket and star lord in the backline, and kind of took over the game from that point right and you know the game ended with this point later in the game where Sabretooth had four cubes you know and he scored That's them and then di- nutty died right but then he scored yeah. them and my opponent almost clocked out in this game he had one second left on his clock scary you know, he ended up passing his last action of his last model just so he didn't clock out, and so we both score a little bit at the end. And we both did score a little bit more at the end because classic demons, where it's like someone scored fifteen or something, you know, and we're going to go one more round because right. it's a slow scoring. That's what happened. We scored like 50, I scored fifteen, and then we went to another round, and the final score was twenty-one eight. So I did weather the the attrition storm, and eventually the points swing back in a big way because I scooped up all those cubes and ended up taking a win there. So moving on to round two, Chris, you are open one and you go to face a new opponent.
1: Yeah, I, this was uh, one of my favorite opponents to play of
0: the whole weekend. Yeah, and I haven't heard much about this game, so I want to hear more about this okay, game cool, today. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Well,
1: there's not much. There's not much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I went up against Josh Brinkmeyer and his Thanos Guardians list, and this is that blind spot I wish we would have talked about. I have not played against... Thanos period and probably two years. I haven't played against sure. Thanos Guardians in probably longer than that. My brain just kind of blanked a little bit, and we uh, we end up playing uh, 16 threat. We draw paranoia and Gamma Wave.
0: Oh gosh, 16
1: threat. Yeah, it. I mean, I had the I had the choices of 15 or 16, right? Josh had priority, so. I went one higher so I could maybe squeeze in Honey Badger or something, you know.
0: Yeah, but now he has. Yeah, I know. I know what he has now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It was so rough, you
0: learn. Yeah, fifteen in the future on that.
1: Yeah, and in the future. So I ran X twenty three, Eggpex, Crimson Dynamo, Pyro, and Honey Badger. My tactics cards were my leadership, exceptional healing, Mark for Death, now dossier, and here's the big other tragedy with Wolverines. I accidentally left Wolverines in because my initial version one of this list that I was going to put out had Logan, the Wolverine in it
0: instead of dynamo or something
1: instead of apex. Okay. And I switched them out given that it was an e-map given that there, there was some, uh, mystic attacks over on the other side. It just didn't feel right for Logan, but I forgot to switch out Wolverines. Oh no. So I had two dead cards my leadership and Wolverines. You had Laura though, right? Could you play your leadership? I did play my leadership. Yes. But, but that could have been a tactic card. You know know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, Thanos just rearranged the board on me. I couldn't get damage through on him. I totally blanked on, I should have just gone after everybody else and given him that middle point. Yeah. The reduction to zero. And I should have just, you know, I should have attacked the rest of his list and just been very aggressive about it. Especially I should have kept Logan because of his range three strike with a place that yep. allows you to get really deep in the back line yep. very quickly, very easily without losing an attack action. You know, I just I just made some mistakes. And he played
0: senior Thanos, right? Yes, sir. And punch you really hard too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, he didn't
0: even have to. He just yeah. cosmic portals.
1: He was just portaling me everywhere. And and just like Going against Wakanda in round one, you know, I just wasn't ready. And that's to take nothing against away from Josh. He played it perfectly. He played against the opponent in front of him through my mistakes. Those are not his fault, but he played really well. He's a very good player and congrats to him on the win. I had a great time playing him and had an even better time hanging out with him the rest of the weekend.
0: But excellent.
1: Essentially. Thanos just stood on that center point and just moved everybody around. After yep. round two, there was just, there was, I was just too discombobulated and too far behind. It was just over.
0: Thanos guardians is real with senior Thanos. Absolutely. It's, it's terrifying, especially in the hands of a seasoned player. Oh yeah. Well, Let's talk about my round two, Chris, which was one of my most insane games of the entire weekend. Both me and this guy were paired because we both had a high scoring win game one um, SOS and all that. So I played, a player from austin from zach's meta named jesse as well so everyone was dubbing at the highlander game apparently of course of course and everybody knew who we both were from the different perspective meta so everyone was kind of excited but you know i had no idea what he was playing he was playing meta senior thanos guardians as well and i saw that and i was like okay this is this is already very real um, especially because i'm playing hellfire this is not my x-men i can maybe go toe-to-toe meta wise. So I got to play my absolute best and take a win here. I got priority, which is very helpful. And I pulled my secures because I said, you know, I just, I don't want to do the guardians. I don't want to do guardians on E. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to do guardians on my infinity and i was like if i can't pull that i'm pretty happy i did not pull infinity i pulled Superpower scoundrels and i was like okay against regular guardians this would be excellent but against thanos guardians this is still it's a very scary game because yeah. he can still rearrange the entire board at this point i'm like okay he's definitely going to play thanos and then we pulled scrolls from his of course the guardians love scrolls because you can just pull, pull them their team you're you're just yeah bad. dude So we ended up playing 20 thread. So his team was pretty, pretty scary. So his team was senior Thanos, of course, space reality, Thanos, hardest hitting Thanos in the game. And then he had star Lord rocket Groot, agent venom. And he had all the stuff. He had agent venom's foreign assignment where you got the, the follow me, essentially the agent venom, follow me. So good, man. And then he's got all the tools with deadly duo. And of course, all the tools to help him survive with other members of his team. So, I went my standard kind of semi-wide Hellfire, which I really enjoy. I played Emma, Bill, Lizard. You're going to notice that's a trend. I play them most games in this list. And then I played Iron Man, Toad, and Apex. That's nasty. Yeah, it's nasty on scoundrels because I've got so many bodies and I've got people that can Happily invade most notably Bill, Apex, and Lizard if they need to. I invade my opponent scoundrels, right? And then I can have someone like Toad hold a back scoundrel all game or something like that. Right. So it was an awesome game. One of my favorite games of MCP I've ever played and just been part of. And then also that I have played like in my play because this guy was an incredible player. Absolutely incredible. I mean, he he knew all my ranges on everything. He knew my shield mind with Emma. I was trying to push my shield mind bubble. It's so tough because with Guardians, you don't want to be too far up because then you just get killed. Right. You get kidnapped by the tractor beam from Thanos. But also with Emma, I've got shield mind. So I want to create a bubble of sorts to stop Thanos' cosmic portals. So all game, I was like on this teetering edge of like Emma could die but also I need to keep the shield mind up and he, and and he was a good player so he was thinking okay you've got shield mind up there I'll put my tool down yep I'm in shield mind so I need to move out he's saying this stuff out loud. I'm like this is an insane game right that's awesome rocket and Groot were on a side point they pick up a scroll lizard picks up a side scroll toad safely picks up a back scroll and then hides close Ooh, to the that's big to not give that to guardians and then of course he picks up his back scroll so we're we're even in round 2 you know we're even on we're parody essentially. And we've kind of got this situation in the middle of the board. We've got bill and Thanos in the middle scoundrel and everybody else kind of safely squaring the other ones. And man, it's just one of those games. It's so back and forth. Um, there's so many times where he'd pepper a character like lizard with, with, with a little bit of damage. And then I would maybe, I would do something like I'd move up with lizard. I'd throw one of his characters. This hadn't gone yet back short. And yeah. then I move lizard back away. I would healing factor. Then I patch up lizard and it's one of those situations where it's like, he's like, Oh man, I gave you power to do that. But also like now he could kill lizard if he wants. Cause he doesn't have exceptional healing online and stuff. So there's a lot of like back and forth of questions. It was interesting. The right flank ended up being Rockin' and Groot versus Iron Man and apex. So he's winning that threat battle. Technically yeah. Toad was over there too. Cause Toad was on that back scoundrel, holding a scroll all game, not doing anything. Cause he was helping me score. So like, I'm over there with with nine threat. He's over there with five threat. But in doing that, Rocket and Gruder like they're just kind of over there the whole game, right? And you know, so it's one of those interesting games where a lot of rotating happened. And you know, I just always was up a scroll or two, and then I would keep parody on the scoundrels or be up one scoundrel just incrementally, incrementally finally apex came online apex had some really like you know apex is if he has bad dice on his strikes he just has a horrible time because he can't do anything he's got all these right. cool superpowers. and eventually apex late game got some power because rocket and groot shot him and he really came online then when he came online i felt like i was playing a full game because then i had four threat that wasn't there all game kind of show up meanwhile though bill lizard and emma just won me the game emma stayed on a backscoundrel all game she'd shoot people Advance them with the short away Mm -hmm. lizard would heal hold the scroll all game i eventually dealt with agent venom and star lord and you know i knew just like you chris i'm like i can't kill thanos so i'm gonna have to endure him the best i can take everybody else and so our our game ended up scoring out um my opponent almost ran out of time he he had about a minute left on his clock and luckily we scored out so we wouldn't go another round but we ended up at 23 10 i did take the win and I was very fortunate to, to draw scoundrels against guardians, but also I was very fortunate to have the practice that I did into Guardians on one of my secures. That makes it more fair. <laughs> but if I pull a Guardian secure, it's it's tough for this list. I, it's it's kind of a hard counter in some ways. Um That's a that's
1: a tough hard counter it being so so popular right now.
0: Also another vote in the X Men camp, right? Yeah. But because of the cover, because of them, they're just playing their own game anyways. Sure. But, you know, I've, I've really loved this time with Hellfire and they've been really good to me. So I just wanted to keep it going. So Chris, let's talk about your round three.
1: Well, let's. Uh, this is going to be the first game of the weekend where one of us will play the other's former opponent. So That's I right. was matched up in round three against Zarek and his very meta, very scary uh, Guardians list. Right. We drew a researcher. And Extremis, uh, I went ahead
0: and chose Threat Level 17. You love seeing that Extremis for you. So your favorite objective for this list, right? Yes.
1: My Once those objectives were settled, my eyes lit up. I, I knew I was in for a much smoother go crisis-wise than I had mm. been in my previous two matchups. So that was nice. Zarek, very, very nice and cool player. I really enjoyed our game very much. Uh, I ended up running Logan, Apex, X-23, Psylocke, Honey Badger. Of course, my cards were Leadership, Dossier, Crimson Dawn, Patch Up, and Kick'em while they're down. This will kind of be what I settle into mm, nice. for the weekend here. There's just very, very little reason to bring much else. Marked for Death, obviously, on a couple of cases, but they weren't really... no. A lot of those cases here uh, at this tournament. So, this is also the game where I settled on Dossier being played by Sabretooth almost exclusively.
0: Nice. It's a good call.
1: Yeah, I played Dossier. He put the dossier on Bill and pretty good choice, honestly. But Sabretooth having rerolls into Bill is just nasty. Yep. Between Sabretooth and Domino's, just absolute. Dude, you can just count on her, right? Like having that if as Gosh, long as you've got her. one power, you can count on her to do something because she's got if she's got one power, she has an extra result that she can use in her dice rolls. So between her, Sabretooth got the dossier pretty early. It was just an onslaught for poor Zarek. My my list was just on. My characters were hitting hard. I was throwing, I was building power. His dice weren't on. There just wasn't a lot he could do, and I hmm. mean, honestly, he hadn't ever played against this affiliation. Half yeah, of these, it's very different. Half of these models. There's a lot of text on some of these tactics cards that are Weapon X exclusively. Good so point. he he just wasn't in a very optimal position to give a like to give his best effort, just because of so many different variables and factors that he wasn't used to. So I did really love. Uh he he ran Bucky in this game, and I thought that was a really good call. But yeah, Bucky. Uh, and Star Bill Lord, Gardens. Rocket, Groot, Bucky, Bill. Uh, I'm missing I'm missing one character. I can't quite remember who it was here. It might have been Hulk, but I'm not positive. I don't think it was. And if it was, I just ignored him. But anyway, uh it, it ended up being a pretty fun game. Last game of the day, I was happy to end on a win. I would end up taking this game sixteen to eight. Nice. It was very good. After getting shellacked twice in a row, it, it felt nice to, for the list to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. And that was that was good. It, w- it was a very nice game. Research Research Station, of course, pretty tough. But once Apex is powered up, he just does it, man. He and everybody's and with, in your kill
0: box too. Yeah, well, like it's all, Apex is there. powered
1: up and on the middle. Yep, like in the middle. Logan's in your back line by round three. Hundred percent. I'm always looking to throw that, that big beam attack with him, right? Oh, yeah. Turning so, out claw, and it really, really works against Guardians pretty well because awesome. they, they tend to be in a bubble, you know? They, they, like to, they like to ball up. So, that's kind of what I did and it worked this game. This awesome. is my second. So, I'm now one and one against Guardians mm, at the end of point. day one. Okay. You no, know, I'm feel, I'm feeling okay. I'm starting to start to feel better. Starting to get some good Apex Predator rounds under my belt. Things are starting to come back. Not making really bad mistakes, not missing mm-hmm. obvious triggers like like I did in game 1 and 2.
0: Those games really warmed you up, yeah.
1: They did. Not that I would have won. I don't want to take any away from the players right. that that beat me in those rounds. Uh, but I, I did play pretty badly though. I suspect I was gonna go 0 and two even to begin this tournament, hmm. even if I was greased and ready.
0: That's fair. So yeah, you're at this point you're one and one and two. One and two the end of day one. And that gets to my last game of day one, which you know, we've already talked about kind of scary to be two oh on day one and a it tournament is, like man. this of it twenty is. players because Obviously, you're going to be paired against someone else who's also 2-0, but I mean, also, that probably means by the nature of the field being smaller, it is going to be one of these great North American players at this tournament. And, of course, that's who I got. I got Nathan Sooner, who Chris played round one, and, you know, me and him become friends through this MCP community, which has been awesome. And I was very scared of Wakanda because, number one, I haven't played Wakanda in a long time. And, number two, I know it's Nathan's favorite affiliation. So there's a lot of things that I'm like, He's pretty good, turns out. Yeah, he's pretty good. So... I was hoping and praying I would get priority because I feel like if he gets priority, once again, the hellfire is not very happy because I don't think he wants my extracts and I want my extracts. So that's it, exactly what happened. He won oh, yeah. priority and he's like, oh man, I don't want those extracts." He's like, I do not want senators. I do not want cubes. And I was like, yep he's like but what i do want is i want your infinity formula jesse from your secures and i said nathan now that you just said it it's gonna happen and yeah he, he
1: just he just he like jinxed <laughs> the it. universe yep
0: and you know we all know how incredible wakanda is on infinity they they're still a force so i was very afraid about, of that as well i was actually really intrigued i was hoping we would draw scoundrels because we both have it in our deck and i'm like let's just say you play scoundrels better um, I think we're both pretty good at it as players and also our teams are pretty good at it. So I was really hoping for that. Of course, we drew his paranoia, his PPP and my infinity. So at this point, I already know I'm at kind of uphill battle because he has priority. We've got a a parity based objective, but he has priority and he got the Wakanda infinity. So I know it's already a tough game starting off and it ends up being a really tough game. So we do get parody around one. We both play very well. We both do all the score our infinities we don't put our models where opponents can shoot them from the other infinities with one move don't put your model on the front of your infinity if you know Shuri's walking up to the front of her infinity she's going to shoot you stuff like that he also was paying attention to where my lizard could get so i couldn't do my lizard stuff Uh, we both pick up a ppp so we get parody there as well. And I'm feeling okay. I'm, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, and the matchup ends up looking really interesting on the right side. It's Lizard and Bill on my side versus his BP, Umbaku and Shuri, which is, you know, he's got more threat. But also I'm like, these are two guys who can weather this for a while. Hopefully my other side of the board can score well because the other side of my board is Emma, Apex, and Toad. And then he has the infamous... Indajaka, Jaka, of course, Killmonger, and Akoye on the other side of the map. So we're kind of at this inverse where we both have a little yeah. bit of threat differences, but we also have models that can rotate. Me, especially, I've got Lizard and Bill. They can easily re-rotate across. But this game starts going downhill for me real quick. the end of one, M'Baku does a range three strike on Bill and gets him. Bill. Brutal. With a strike. So now M'Baku has a bunch of power her rounds two onward which is very scary in the black panther leadership wakanda because he has black panther leadership and i see that sinner also has the jabari chieftain and wakanda forever and that's that new card that mbaku can play that is incredible that gives another allied wakandan of mbaku two more dice on all their attacks for a given round that's and of course brutal of course with wakanda forever that's like six more dice right absurd it's also even crazier with Killmonger because he stacks his focused on the kill dice on top of his kill cart dice on top of Jabari Chieftain, on top of Wakanda Forever, on top of focused on the kill a second time. So, that's going to be tough as well, but what really, it's really demoralizing at the start of this game for both of us because Nathan's literally like, I'm so sorry, man. Like, I just like, he did like seven damage on, seven damage on Bill, seven damage with one strike, a five dice strike, and then Bill blocked nothing and had one power to reduce, but reducing seven down to six is still six (laughs) so bill takes it and bill is quickly off the table the following round and so now we're playing a different game because now killmonger is going to do what he wants on the side of the board apex can deal with killmonger really well but i also know nathan's really good player he's going to ignore apex he's not going to power him up yep that's what happens meanwhile i've got shuri playing her favorite object of the entire game infinity where she gets a million power from the infinity and she shoots people from across the infinity. She gives her team a 1000000 rerolls. and yeah, M'Baku and black Panther and the hands of a player who knows to play them probably better than anyone else. Just wreck me on the right side of the board. I do. Okay. On the left side of the board, I would keep parody. Killmonger does invade, doesn't kill toad, which is great. Cause I slip away. But at this point, you know, it's get looking rough because uh, we're still at parody, but he's going to start snatching stuff up. He does usurp the throne, Emma, and one-shot her Oof, with Killmonger, which, you know, totally can happen and does happen. And so he scores two VPs from that. You know, we, we're very even for a while, and then there's a point here or two there for him. And of course, the usurp the throne, which gives him two more points. So the final score ends up being 13 19. Nathan takes it. And I felt the wrath of that Wakanda Forever Jabari Chieftain turn as well, because there was a turn in the game, I think it was round three, where I basically, my entire right side of the board did not activate because BP attacked three times with Jabari Chieftain, removed everything over there. So I was like down with, I was like down five or six threat for an entire round that didn't even get to play the game. And one of those was Bill, who was removed from the table. Right. So. Really, really great play from Nathan. That's just a tough hill to climb out of. Yeah, it was a tough it was a tough matchup pull. And then the early swing on Bill, the dominoes started falling quicker because the cool thing about Wakanda is if they do well early building power, they can aggressively spend power the rest of the game to re-roll and then aggressively get more power back from spinning re-rolls on strikes, right? So it's like they're never wanting for power ever again. And That's what happened that game. Um, I didn't really get to Hellfire as much as I would like. I did Hellfire a lot, but with that explosive nature of Wakanda in the hands of a player like Nathan, Hellfire doesn't matter. If you can one shot or two shot models...
1: Yeah, you're getting chunked, not not gradually chipped yeah. away. Yeah.
0: It's like a nightmare for me because I don't get to do my little incremental healing factor ones throughout the right. game right
1: and and your only real you know your only real weapon against that is exceptional healing maybe recal you know yeah and, and that's you know, that's one use each and they're gone and and he's going to be throwing lots of attack dice the whole game with that
0: yeah no I, I think both of us played well and i think both of us played the right list i don't think that either one of us made list errors either i you know i knew that if i brought hulk nathan the season player he is he just kills hulk with killmonger he just oh, yeah. removes him. So, Hulk would have been nice for all the control, but also Kilmarger just got him. So, it's one of those things that he played really well. And that's my first loss of the day. So, I ended up going into the bottom of day one, two and one, which is very exciting, though, because I do end up making the top eight cut day one, which essentially means that, like, you know, I'm playing for the top cut the rest of the tournament, which is nice to know. And, you know, we did have a nice end of that evening. Some dinner and some hangs. And got ready for day two.
1: Yeah, I think the better hangs came day two, but you know we'll we'll talk about those in a bit. So the way I ended my day one was playing against uh, our, our our fellow Thunderbolt, Goodnight Nurse, aka Josh, other nice. Josh, our Josh, Tulsa Josh. Yep. So we played a, a friendly game mm. to cap the evening off, and wouldn't you know it, round one. Day two, I am paired against Goodnight Nurse. Yeah, because you guys had the same record, right? We did, we did, and we were scoring similar amounts of points throughout the throughout sure. day one. So okay. it was going to be Weapon X against Drumroll, please, Star Lord and his Guardians of the Galaxy. This is game three in a row against the Guardians. Well, game four, really, if you tack if you tack on that casual game that happened the night before, hundred percent. Anyway, we Josh and I end up drawing his demons, obviously, my paranoia. He's got Pryo. I go with 19 threat. Okay. This is one of the better games I've played in a very, very long time. I end up going with Logan, Apex, Domino, X-23, and Pyro. I take my leadership dossier, of course, marked for death, patch up, and kick them while they are down. Josh will bring Star-Lord Rocket, Groot, Iron Man, Agent Venom, and Bill. Good list. Good list. Uh, So I started with Apex on my right flank and Logan on my left. I screwed up. I should have placed Logan on the right flank to go against his Iron Man. Iron Man just controls Sabretooth. That was a big oversight on my part. Logan can get back there with the aforementioned range three place. So, you know, right there, not starting off great because of that apex would have kind of a, kind of a lackluster game, mm. but that's okay. I made up with it f- with pyro. This is my first good pyro game ever. The first game I've ever felt really good with pyro, Nice. I th- but I think I unlocked him here. Uh, he got off a lot of beams. He got off a lot of roots, a lot of slows, you know, he was gaining four or five power a turn. Uh, I was still missing some of those spreading the incinerates. Uh, I need to do better about that. But ultimately, finding those beams and getting those range four, five, five five dice energy attacks off, spreading those incinerates, putting the firewall on people. This was my best game with him, though. The real turning point in the game would be round three. We were neck and neck, never, never outside of one point of each other, exchanging the lead. And then Helios happened. And unfortunately, Sabretooth Apex Predator only had two power on him. Exceptional healing was not an option. So he ended up getting removed from the table right there. Mm. Just a really good Helios laser, honestly. Really good. And from there, I just could not catch up. You know, Jesse, you know, as a Sabertooth player, he is a lot of control as yep. well as a lot of potential damage Spikes, in any yeah. given turn. Uh, with his you know with his medium throw he's a size 3 so he throws himself into other characters off of a medium movement tool yep he is one size larger than any other character that has this self throw yep it's longer than any other character uh, on top of he just throws tons of dice with his attacks he's he's a ball of damage waiting to happen and with that gone it was just it didn't take long for josh to go ahead and beat me which like i said this game was neck and neck That's great. right up until the end. We both played really, really well. But once Apex was gone, man, that big swing turn was massive. So I ended up losing 13 to 18. Josh took the win. Good score. Ex- yeah. Excellently played matchup by him. He and I have played a lot against each other over the last few months. And we are really, really getting to the point where we play each other pretty well. And it's a lot of fun.
0: That's the best, right? Yeah. And Josh has been really working on those Helioses and I've been helping him with that too. And I think he had some really good Helioses this weekend. Like it, it's yeah, so tough to know when to use it, how much to spend. Should you always overspend? Yes. You should always overspend. Yeah, always that's, overspend. That's my advice. If you're using it, take something off the table or get that day. You have to like, hard overspend too. Yeah, Just if, just do it. If you're
1: using Helios, something has to turn over or get yeah, days. Yeah, it's just a dead card. Whatever.
0: whatever right? Exactly. Powered someone up. So. You know, I know today's, I know my day two is going to be pretty tough, Chris, because I am in the top six and I'm paired with Quentin and Quentin was someone that we got some good hangs with the night before he was a Texas resident that I got to meet and hang out with. And he was a very accomplished shield player. So I ended up playing Quentin on one of my boards that i brought which is very exciting on the howling commandos tank battle board it seemed very fitting against the shield and he's playing Pretty the howling commandos of course and both furies so this was interesting so he won priority once again i was not happy that all my priority losses were to these great players and the later in the tournament that's how it goes sometimes i didn't win priority once this tournament there you go yeah and with this hellfire list i Priority doesn't matter as much as my X-Men, which I've been really enjoying, but there's certain matchups, the attrition matchups, where I just love to win it, you know? So once again, I'm playing another attrition matchup, I'm playing Gunline Shield, and I'm just like, man. But we end up drawing Infinity Formula from mine and Senators from his, because he ended up having Senators in his list, Chris. And I don't know, you know I've been playing a lot of Senators lately, for a while. I'm like 20 games in with it now, at least, and... It's definitely an objective for me. It turns the game on its head to be able to move once. It's just without playing it a couple of times, you just don't even realize how different MCP is with that. You're playing a different game. You're playing a different game.
1: It's wild. There's so many points on the board at any given point. And you have to, and given the nature of it limiting you to one movement action, it is a completely different game.
0: Yeah. And you can only hold one Senator, which is also exactly. very good. And then typically you're, you're five wide. So then you can't even pick up all six of all six are on the ground. There's just a lot of elements, it's, right?
1: How so. many senators do you leave open? How many is your opponent going to leave open? It's a really weird game. Not to, not to even mention, you've got to worry about whatever security you draw
0: too. hundred percent. So what's really interesting about this game is he had senators in his list and I asked him why, and he told me because people are stuck there, right? And he can shoot them. With Shield, which is very smart. Good point. I thought a very I thought a very inspired play. Um I just have been practicing senators a lot lately. So when I saw this, I was like, okay, let's look at the let's look at the threat and stuff. We ended up playing 19 threat. And I said, Well, all the signs are pointing me. It's 19 threat, it's senators, and it's a semi-wide secure. It's infinity formula. So I think if there was a time to flex and mystique, now is the time. And that's what I did. So I went my normal Mystique list at 19 you know and all the brotherhood players are out there probably nodding their heads because everybody knows what it is for the most part at (laughs) 19 threat it's mystique juggernaut toad now you're affiliated you bring hulk and then season to taste with a three threat and my three threat of choice is my favorite three threat in the game everybody knows his name doc connors mr lizard so that's my list his list ends up being the shield good stuff once again Shield of 19 is terrifying. That's one of their favorite threats. They want to go as high as they can. Many guns as they can, right? Yeah,
1: it is pretty scary, man.
0: Ideally, if you're trying to beat shield out there, you want to push them on lowest threat as possible because when you've got only a couple guns, a four or five dice, it's tough for them, right? Like they want to get high numbers of dice and, and super wide. And he played the classic powerful shield list that I know very well. Cause I've played a lot of it where it's like, you bring fury junior and senior, you bring bullseye, as a two threat of, of choice to also contribute to the gun battle you bring iron man every time you bring either bucky or hawkeye he brought hawkeye so you've got all these guns and i think hawkeye was a very inspired choice as well because hawkeye can pick up senators he can air away yeah He's, he's not affected by the senators as much yeah he he kind of cracks in that list huh a little bit yeah and he also he he saw some big boys on my list and not even big boys in the sense of like scary big boys, but he saw some some health in my list. So also, Hawkeye is a great tool in that because conditions galore, yeah. incinerates, shocks. So we end up playing round one. He has priority, so he picks up a senator with Fury with a Fury grunt, very strong. And then Fury goes to infinity, very strong. I know round two he's going to have Eye in the Sky top round. Absolutely, to that's it. That's a strong play you do. I was kind of surprised he didn't pick up two senators with Fury and the grunts, but also I get like then he wouldn't have eye in the sky round two. So I end up doing my one of my normal senators openings where I grab one of his senators with Juggernaut and back up with Mystique leadership. And he just looks at me like, wait, you're playing Mystique leadership, not Emma leadership. And I said, yes. Nasty dude. He's like, I'm playing a different game now. Like He yes, realized that in correct. the second activation of round one, right? I think he was thinking, I pick up stuff with Emma, I get shot on the midline, I don't have these like hops and stuff to back up. Right. But with Mystique, the powerful part of Mystique on Senators is that if Mystique plays into a nutrition matchup, because of the nature of the first class-esque ability of picking up extracts and getting a power back, you have your power to hop with Hulk, and Juggernaut in particular, back. And that's what I do. Absolutely. Very strong. And not get shot. Very smart. So round one... I end up taking four senators. That's a lot. Yeah. Cause I took one of his and three of mine and he takes two senators, two points. So round one, you know, the score is still very close. It's just parody on infinities two and two, and then I'm up on two senators. And that's kind of how the game goes. I, I know that there's no reason for me ever to walk into a shield gun line. I know shields nightmare, not nightmare. I know shields like preferred situation is to double shoot everything right so as long as i always put my models in a situation where he has to walk one time then he shoots me i'm only taking one shot from every character not two and that's kind of how the game goes i, I mean, you know i also brought fallback i brought recal i brought patch up i brought every tool i didn't even bring brace because shield i brought every tool i could to weather the shield guns that's what i did and it ends up being hulk and juggernaut on the right infinity for most of the game mystique and Toad just hanging out in my deployment because they'll just die Mm. if they walk in the shield. And then Lizard holding a left infinity as long as he can by himself. And that was kind of the game. Very cagey, very web warrior. I played it very web warrior style. And I was going to say, that's that's kind of a tough nut to crack there, man. And it was tough, man. He had some really strong dice in this game, which was very scary because I was like, a good example of this is we had one turn where he one-shot Lizard, which is unusual, but I popped Exceptional Healing. Oh, yeah, you have to. The right play, right? But then he one-shot Lizard again. Ooh. And it's one of those things like, oh, I lost Exceptional for nothing, but then I also made him double tap, so it's like a small win for me, but it's You got not- an
1: action out of it. I mean, that's kind of the minimal you hope for any tactics card is is forcing your opponent to hundred percent have to take another action to do what they want to do, you know, minimally. So I, I think you got the minimal acceptable amount over uh, out of it. It's just a real bummer that he, I mean, hey man, he rolled
0: hot. What can he do? No, it was really good. And he was playing really well and he obviously knew Shield. So it's like the dice are going to show up at any point. Oh yeah. And I, I'm going to be in trouble. But I'm also up on Senators. So I just have to play smart, play safe, not do anything brash. Meanwhile, on the right side, Iron Man's pushing Hulk and Juggernaut every time he shoots. He's getting those wilds. And that's scary as well, because I'm like, well, they're not doing much this game. But also he was kind of deciding for me, like, okay, Hulk and Juggernaut are going to stay back, I guess. And they're not going to invade till late game. And so mm. I, I played it very safe for a while. His Obviously, he invaded my Lizard Infinity because Lizard kicks the bucket at a given point. And then I start rotating Mystique and Toad to the right side of the map just away from his shield and so now at this point i know i don't like it because hulk and juggernaut have been taking a lot of damage but they you know i did do a big patch up i did do things like that but i now i know okay he's definitely winning both infinities i have to push into his infinity and close this game out right because i've been scoring a little bit of senators all game but can't do it without his infinity so the i think the final point of the game is Hawkeye and Iron Man are on that infinity, and I eventually invade it. I force an eye of the sky out of him because he's got two models there. And Uh whatever uh one is gonna eye in the sky, I'm gonna hit the other one with a juggernaut without unmodified dice now, which is very strong. But even if the dice go awry, I'm going to make sure I save enough power to do you know who I am, the other person away, and just score the infinity. Yeah. So even if I don't get to attrition the model, I can potentially still score. And I close the game out with scoring that. Um incredible shield player. He scored very well. Because he killed Lizard, because Lizard dropped a senator, he got it. Like Agent Venom was chasing Mystique, which was getting very scary. The problem is, is any minute, he's probably gonna just he's just gonna kill Mystique and Toad. He's just gonna get him, right? But the problem is is by this point, I've scored enough points with the Mystique leadership. As long as Hulk and Juggernaut can live out the rest of the game with two senators still in their possession, they can probably eventually tee it yeah. up, you know? Yeah. So he played extremely well and you know. I think he said hindsight's twenty twenty. If if he would have thought a little bit more about the turn one, he said he probably would've have done the standard Fury thing, keep get the in sky online. He probably would have picked up uh picked up one with a with a shield agent, picked up one up with Fury. Yeah. Mm. right and then he yeah. we'd be fair we'd be closer in parity with our senators right if he did that so our final score was 17 13 i was just taking up a few points every round right that's all it was and like i said he invaded my infinity did really well um it's amazing to have a, a an incredible shield player at the tournament and he was you know i told him after the game i said listen man that's one of my favorite games of the tournament and i don't think that's gonna be topped and you know that game and the game with Jesse earlier in tournament against the guy with the senior Thanos spoiler. Those were my favorite games of the tournament because they were neck and neck points with great players, right? Like that's that's what you want. It's always a
1: great feeling. Yeah. It's yeah. Winner, win or lose. If you both were right there at the very end and you both played well, exactly. You know, didn't really miss triggers, understood what the other was trying to do and counterplayed. That's an excellent and super fulfilling game of MCP.
0: It was awesome. So, And I also got to flex to my second leadership, which you know I was really happy oh, yeah. to do.
1: Love but to be able to do that.
0: It was a right call. I think it was stronger than if I played Emma there, even though Emma would have been nice, the incremental healing against shield. But sure. it was safer with Mystique to back up in that round one and not get shot round one. And that's what ended up winning me the game, essentially, in the end. So I was happy to have Mystique in my list still for that very purpose. So, Chris, let's talk about your next round, your final round of the tournament round. Five.
1: Against one of my favorite people on the planet. That's right. I second that. What's up to our Avenger level producer Puyon? Uh, it was me and Puyon round five. It's my weapon X against his web warriors. We drew spider-infected and super-powered scoundrels. Obviously, I said it earlier. I did not win priority once in this tournament. So. Naturally, I did. I chose 30, twenty threat because at this point, Puyan and I have been hanging out all day when we weren't playing. Sure, we knew we were up against each other. I wasn't thinking too hard about what's going to min max my chances. It was let's have a fun game and get a lot of models on the table. So I went with twenty points here, and well, my dice, my dice were on this game. These last these last three games, my dice were on. Uh, even my dice were on against Josh in game four. He just he just beat me. But here I ran Logan, Apex, Psylocke, X23, Pyro, and Honey Badger. Of course, I brought my leadership dossier, March for Death, patch up, and kick them while they're down. Mm. Puyan brought uh, Miles, Gwen, Spider Woman, Lizard. Trying to think of who else. I can't really remember everybody else. Just Wide Web Warriors. It was Wide Webs. Uh, yeah, what you want. He ended up putting the dossier on Spider Woman, and that unfortunately did not go well this was apex predators best game of the weekend nice single handedly handled about 11 or 12 threat on his own got the dossier back and then just started long moving around to wherever he wanted to be he's awesome against web warriors think about that they don't really hit that hard and so is logan because logan can catch up to them and re-roll into them and and re-roll into them catch up to them place off of them so even next turn when they if they try to move away he's gonna at worst, he's he's move and then hit you, but usually he's still going to be able to double tap. He's very good.
0: So this goes well because of that. Apex and Logan are doing well on uh, Scoundrels. I, well- yeah. Don't forget, Pyra is also unlocked at this point for me. <laughs> so you're playing it the rest of the week
1: Oh, dude, Pyre against webs is so good. Incinerate. He just he just incinerated. Yeah. He just murdered them. I, my dice were on. There just wasn't anything he could do. I was removing models left and right.
0: Oh, come up as uh, three yeah. your dice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I mean, I brought a lot of defensive cards too, with with exceptional and patchup. And yeah, I, I ran exceptional here, not marked for death. Sorry. Uh, but it was a very fun game. I felt bad that my dice were so brutal against my buddy, but this—that's MCP. Sometimes it happens. That's MCP,
0: and that's some of these teams. That's Weapon X, right? Yeah, that's Weapon X.
1: Uh, I'm trying to play them more controlly, but yeah. they are at the end of the day a a very attrition heavy team. Yeah, they've got spikes. Oh, big ones. And the Domino Domino was unlocked here too. Like it was just Love a it. lot. I was I was playing I was playing pretty well at this point and. Web Warriors just didn't have much chance against me playing well with high end dice, right? Yes, well, fair. The the combination, it's
0: just a lot. No, it's really good. That's a cool matchup, too, because both you guys like scoundrels, too. So it's like,
1: it was was a very fun game on top of all of the other things. Yeah.
0: So going to this last round for me, I was sitting in the top four and I was feeling really good about it because you know, I beat Quentin and he was a top player. And I was hoping there was a, at the given time, I was, we're talking about this, there was a aggro-based Hellfire player that had the yeah. same strength of schedule as me in games one. And there was also a, a criminal player, Adam. Shout out to Adam. I played him last year in Low Star Open. He played Convocation against me, and I ended up playing him last year. Adam was playing Criminals, and he had Claw as a, like as a flex, which was also very inspired meta choice of the Guardian, Very cool, there. man. But I was hoping to draw Adam or Rob, who was playing the Hellfire. I was hoping to draw Adam's Criminals or Rob who had the Hellfire because I'm thinking, I'm really good in that matchup, Also, I just want to play that game. I want to play that matchup. I want to fight criminals. See what that's like. I want to fight another Hellfire player and see what that's like. But there was one more player I could have potentially been paired with, and it's who I got. And what do you know? It's Zach. Used to be Mandalorian Orange. just Zach Cohen from Austin, one of our greatest players in North America. He would disagree with that, and he would be too humble, but
1: absolutely the case. He's wrong. Zach, you rule. Yeah, Zach rules
0: and he's a pleasure to play games with. Of course, you know, this is a cool What do you call these, Chris? These are narratives, right? And sports and oh, uh, yeah. wrestling and stuff, this right?
1: This is Yeah, this is this is the storyline. This is Well, that, that that's sports, that's competition, it, 100%. It
0: naturally builds
1: these storylines. You don't every season you see Yeah. you don't have to look for it. We're all high-level players saying, playing in the same region. You know, we're yes. going to run into each other. You're more active on TTS than I am, but these are high level players. And in the case of like Zach and Nathan, I mean, they also are content creators. Yes. You know, it's just,
0: it's their voices in this community. Yeah.
1: It's not a huge world when we're talking about this. So naturally you guys are familiar with each other.
0: And of course last year's,
1: (laughs) and there happened to be that this is the rematch from last year's championship round.
0: Very fitting too, that we have, round six of last year us. And then this is the final round this year. Cause our lower numbers of five. And I, I do want to just mention
1: really quick. I think the first, the first thing out of Zach's mouth when I met him was Jesse, it's payback for next, for last year. I'm coming <laughs> for you, man. I mean, yep. I think it was before the, the hello. Good to meet you. Like greetings. Cause it was our first time to, to
0: meet. 100%. It was,
1: he was locked in on you, buddy. And
0: I think he's been locked on it for a while and it shows for sure. Um,
1: I imagine this was a very fun match.
0: It was. So Zach and I got paired. Bummer pairing in the sense of like, I just didn't want to play Guardians again. I did want to play Zach again uh, from last year. And I was really looking forward to playing like, just like I said, the other Hellfire criminal player for pure learning sake, you know, and uh, matchup sake. I feel like I'm really good in the criminals with this roster in particular. But alas, we got Guardians again. Of course, one of the greatest Guardians players out there, Zach and... You know, Zach said something when we sat down in our game. He said, you know, j- he said something like he was joking, but he's like, I've been plotting my revenge, Jesse. And you know, Nathan got his revenge on me from last year. Cause of course he ended up taking oh, yeah. Nathan out last year and going to the final table with me, which could have been easily Nathan against me. And then he's like, And if I and if I can get you this year, we're all we're all even from last year and this year, right? We've all beat each other and flip-flopped and stuff. And I was like, uh oh. So I was like, you've spoken into existence, Zach. Let's just have a good game. And we ended up having a really good game. So I was a little bit worried. He had every scary piece with Guardians. He had Cosmic Ghost Rider. He had Hulk. He, of course, had all the Guardians packages. You know, it's what you want on a player of his caliber, but also what you would expect. Also in his list, he had, because I think it's notable, because, you know, spoiler, either way, he was going to play Styles Guardian this tournament, no matter how how our game went that's how good in standing he was so he had every guardian the angela cosmic ghost rider and hulk you know so it's like we know what we're dealing with here this is strong and unfortunately for me we drew his demons which was a bummer
1: a lot of ease, a lot of ease for both of us. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've already talked about Hellfire hates ease, and they really hate the ease that are slow scoring. You know, Gamma's even better for them than Demons because number one, they're getting incinerated. Number two, Gamma does score a hair faster, even with the changes to it. So I know it's probably going to be uphill battle, especially against a player like Zach. But I was hoping, you know, maybe I can draw my Senators, or maybe I can draw my cubes or something. And just like Nathan's actually, I don't want those. Please. No, we drew my scrolls, which is also in Zach's deck. So it's part of the nature of the games. Part of why we play MCP. This stuff happens, but it was a bummer because now Zach's playing with his whole deck. And I've got to do something a little bit different. And I do do something different. I do play Mystique Brotherhood again, because my thinking is, well, I'm already on the back foot and Zach's a great player. So I need to do the Mystique thing, grab stuff and back up and play super safe. And maybe you know, Hellfire be stronger as the more rounds go in, because I'd have these Hellfire heals on top of Guardian's damage. But I've got to try. I'm already kind of in a, a tough spot. So I need to try this Mystique thing out and see how it goes. It goes pretty well. I uh, Initially, I grab a side scroll safely with Juggernaut. That's good. And I use Eyes on the Prize to grab a left scroll with Bill. So keep in mind, it's Bill's the max distance back that range two. Bill's getting that toad interact range for the round, which is great. And I put him as far back as I humanly can, but of course he gets pulled by the scroll. Yep. And this is where it starts going downhill. And notice both of my tough games are against I would say the two best players at the tournament. And Bill had a hard time. And that's a theme with my list. Cause, you know, a lot of my list is enabling Bill or Apex or something with the Hellfire, healing and power, right? So when they have a hard time, the leadership kind of has a hard time, at least the way I built it. So Bill gets pulled. And now it's kind of scary because, you know, we have parody on our scrolls, which is great. I did pick up three, which is excellent, right? But my third one, Bill gets pulled. Now we're having issues, right? So Bill gets pulled and, you know, no theatrics here. I'll just say at the end of round one, Bill has been dazed and he's dropped his scroll, right? That's tough. One shot from Rocket, two shots from Cosmic Ghost Rider because Zach's Cosmic Ghost Rider rolled really well in the power phase and got a ton of power so he could just teleport and just double tap Bill. And then Starlord ends up picking up that scroll, which is huge because now Zach's even with me on points, but he's already removed one of my models. Like he's removed one side of one of my models, right? Well, what do you know? Zach's also playing Hulk and Cosmic Ghost Rider. He brought all the good stuff, right? As as he should. And top of two, unfortunately, Ghost Rider got a lot of power again in the power phase, and he Cosmic pennant stared Bill and took him off the table. Top of two.
1: So that's a theme in your losses. I'm I'm figuring yeah. out how to beat you here. It's just get that Bill off the table, no matter what. And
0: somehow, Roll well against yeah, Bill and somehow get him out of all.
1: I will win in the end. <laughs>
0: yes, that's all it takes. The rest of the game ends up being a lot of like me playing KG and Zach slowly moving up the board. Sure. And it plays out the way you would think it does. I'm down four threat against Guardians, which are a great team. And just scoring every point you can and and trying
1: to open up find that opening. doorway back in, hopefully. It's yeah. not coming because yeah. you know.
0: I think some turning points in the game that Zach and I talked about after too and we felt during the game where it's like, oh, there's a point where Star-Lord's on like one or two health. Like Mystique can like rapid fire him twice and take him out and and that'll get me back in because I'll grab the scroll and walk away. It doesn't happen, right? Between Plucky and, and I think Recall. Yeah. Starlord lives. We have we both have a Hulk, so we're kind of on a Hulk off. We're both playing our Hulks well, a lot of throwing and pushing. I have a bad recal. Zach has a good recal, which are kind of back to back, which also is kind of like a tough moment because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now my Hulk is gone. His Hulk's still on the table. And we got Starlord Rocket Groot, Cosmic Ghost Rider coming up the table. I think you can surmise with how this game goes. And this is the way Zach loves to win games, by the way. I will say that as well. This game ends 9 to twelve you know what that means oh yeah tabled i got tabled every model of mine was wild moved, man was removed off the table ended up being like mystique and toad left and he ends up taking them at the end of a round and, and then you know it stops it doesn't score and that's it and zach takes the win he gets his revenge I'm really looking forward to our game next year
1: oh heck yeah man you i'm looking I mean? forward to yeah i'm looking Story forward to going, going next year and uh acquitting myself a little bit better well let's talk about that while we're here so we end up Inverse of each other. We were inverse of each other almost all weekend. We were playing, we were playing each other's opponents on the same rounds. We were winning, swapping, we were swapping wins and losses. So, next time I will go 0 and 5 for you, buddy. Don't worry,
0: <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so I'm going three and two, and you end up going two and three. There's some weird, unfortunate SOS because one of my opponents did drop, which is a bummer.
1: Yeah, that was such a weird math thing. That's one of the problems. Yeah,
0: yeah, I end up getting sixth place, and the reason why it's weird is you know, it's very clear when you look at the player results, Quentin ends up getting fifth, that really great shield player I played. And I did beat him. So like through SOS and stuff, like he's like, you should be fifth. I should be sixth. And I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah. You'd think the head to head would go before strength of schedule in that, in that sort of instance. Yeah.
0: But I don't know if it does. I mean, our strength of schedule was a couple milli points apart. So I guess that's where it ends up being, but I ended up placing top six, which I'm really happy to do. That's awesome. And, you know, let's give some shout outs while we're here, well, you know, Chris, you end up placing thirteenth out of the twenty. You know, we haven't talked about the whole cast. I feel very it's shocking we haven't. But our friend Kyle, formerly Moves, placed ninth in the tournament. He did, and great. did extremely well with his winter guard list. It was drawing eyes all day.
1: Absolutely hilarious. the The first first morning, you know, you know, just hearing chatter through <laughs> the whole hall. You have to understand, yeah, the the con our little the little MCP corner. Yeah. You know, everybody's like models, are, they're on their trays at we're all milling about and your trays on a on a table, not necessarily right in front of you, right? And, 100%. and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you just hear, who brought Winter Guard? It's what? so what there's Winter Guard here? And I, you know, just everybody Wintergard, Winterguard, Wintergard, Wintergard. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, he got ninth, and like I said, what two and three. He
1: plays them well, man. I say it on this podcast all the time. If you are against Moobs Jones on TTS, Prepare to watch technical wizardry hundred percent the man the man is a master when it comes to the minutia of this game.
0: his SOS was amazing, and you know Adam, the player I really wanted to play that last round, who ended up going four and one, his only loss was to Kyle uh, and he plays fourth with those criminals, so absolutely amazing. Of course, we got a shout out Mr. Goodnight Nurse, which is our dear friend Josh, who was right behind Kyle at eleventh. he also went two and three with guardians josh played really well josh also was the talk of the weekend because he had the yeah. led cosmic ghost rider bike rainbow leds in in the wheels absolutely incredible on top of his already stellar paint job oh, he's and yeah he's already basing
1: already a great painter yeah
0: yeah and his cosmic basing so then you add leds into that it was his first foray into leds he did share with that in the furious finest discord which was awesome and yeah i feel like we all did well Maybe this isn't quite the showing we wanted, but with life lately and time and finances and stuff, it's just how things went. And you know, I'm still very happy with all that in consideration.
1: I'm ecstatic. Uh, I had a great time. We had great hangs. I made new friends that I'm mm. looking forward to seeing again. Uh, hopefully, before next year. Hopefully, there's 100%. another another event down there that uh, I can see a lot of these guys again. But yeah, I'm I'm jazzed. I'm hyped on MCP. I'm hyped on the community. We're pretty lucky to have at least in our region of the US, we have a very amicable, friendly group of compet- of competitive players in this region and I 100% count us very lucky to have
0: that. No, absolutely. I didn't have any negative play experiences Same. or like, you know, rules glory or like angry not, games or anything. Not I didn't a have thing. any play- I didn't have any players like that that I played. You know, these were neck and neck games a lot of these and um, highly competitive games against people
1: Trying yeah. to get results, man. Like I, I was very impressed with the attitudes and the percent and, and just the general disposition of the MCP community at this event. So awesome job, guys! It was a pleasure to hang and meet each and every one of you.
0: The Texas and Oklahoma metas rule, and that that's in, end up being what the entire tournament was. It was all Texas and Oklahoma residents. We actually had some other Oklahomans that weren't Tulsans that came up as well. Pretty cool. It was an awesome tournament. It ended up being kind of like exactly what we wanted and you know 20 players is good especially everything that happened like considering people that couldn't make it you know shout out to my fallen brother iman who couldn't make this oh that was a bummer man easily made top eight and rep that you know but uh mon got very sick with you know true illness he was on the up on the weekend but he's starting to be back on the up but he's like i i can't and do conscience like infect someone else there. risk so, yeah risk respect. getting
1: someone sick that yeah that could you know potentially take them out of being able to get home uh, properly or even work the next week. So yeah, great job. I'm on, on that call but I am truly sad that we couldn't hang out with them. And, and for me, meet him for the first time.
0: 100%. Yeah, and Chris and all the other Tulsans know uh, how sad I was that Amon couldn't make it. Because <laughs> absolutely. Because kept talking about it. It was our midpoint between Tulsa and Houston, and we haven't got to hang out since January. And it was going to be also our kind of like Shatterpoint meetup as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to next time when we can actually go to Texas event and get more players and get everyone together. Absolutely. so It'll be good. But this was a huge success, Chris. And we'll probably talk more of it on future shows and of course some tweaks we're going to make to these lists on the after dark i'm already thinking already thinking oh i am too so i've got a lot of thoughts but let's go to this outro fury's finest
1: is supported by our wonderful patrons you can become a fury's finest patron by going to patreon.com slash fury's finest
0: Of course, you can find us everywhere online at Fury's Finest on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. You can also find us on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast, and you can email us if you ever need to ask us a question or inquiries at furiesfinest at gmail.com, and leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice. We say it all the time, and it really does help, and we appreciate you guys that are doing it.
1: Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the intro and outro music. Like Jesse said, please help spread the word It sucks that we have to keep asking, but it is the world we live in. So thank you so much for doing what you can. We
0: appreciate every little bit. Thank you guys so much. Of course, you can find me, Jesse, online on several spaces on Twitter, Instagram, and Discord, and Longshanks all at the same place at Jesse Aiken. That's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. Of course, if you're interested in Star Wars Shatterpoint and the greater Star Wars canon and story, you can check out my Star Wars podcast, Hello There, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast, everywhere podcasts can be found. We would really love you to check out the show, even if you're kind of on the fence about Shatterpoint, because hopefully we can help you make up your mind if it's for you or not. Chris, where can everyone find you?
1: You want to talk to me? Hit me up on the Discord. I'm strong style.
0: Very good. Yep. And you're also Chris Bruffett on Longshanks. Longshanks, yep. Two F's, two T's, baby. There it is. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this retrospective of Lone Star Open. And, you know, hopefully we get to do more of these in the future with coming events. Time will tell. But until next time, thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. 10 bucks says
1: you're wrong.